0: Hey, what's going on Days Travelers? I'm Jason, and I'm here interviewing park rangers and outdoor enthusiasts just like you, getting their story and tips so you can be ready for your next adventure. I'm here at Dead Valley National Park, and joining us today is Abby Wine. She is the management assistant over here, and we're gonna deep dive a little bit about this area. But also on the topic of like, you know, inexperienced hikers and experienced hikers there's Mm -hmm. inexperienced hikers my days they just come out and they think that when you say hiking it's all about oh it's just going to take 30 you know 30 to an hour because then depending Mm -hmm. on it but it really depends on the terrain and i brought up a lot of um first time campers in the hiking and they're like, most of them even work out and run and do all those like obstacle race. They just, cause they see like two, three, four miles or 10 miles, they say, oh, I can do that in like, you know, an hour or two. But really when you want to hike, you want to look into the time frame of doing it. Right. Uh, as for like, you, you said a good thing. What else, what are the other items you think you should prep for, like for extreme hikes like that, that takes around six to eight hours?
1: Well, you definitely want to look at the map and, and get some idea of where you're going. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I have some idea of the terrain because four miles on level ground, four miles on city streets is very different from four miles up an extreme amount of elevation change and over uneven surfaces. So sometimes people aren't used to how loose the ground can be and that causes them problems. Also, you always need to prepare with enough water in Death Valley. That's of course key. This is the driest place in North America. It rains on average two inches per year. In the summer, our average humidity is 8%. Oh. So it's very dry and that will feel great. <laughs> and Ironically, most of our problems with people getting um, having health emergencies from overheating are not when it's 125 degrees out. Really, when it's that hot, people just get out of their car and they go, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> get back in their car. There's no way I'm gonna walk anywhere. But uh, most of our problems with people overheating and and uh, getting sick or maybe even dying are when it's late spring, early fall, maybe. and the thermometer might read. 115. This is about the temperature mm-hmm. when you came in the summer before, and but you get out of the car and it's like, oh, this doesn't feel bad at all, and go for feel like you could go for a three or four mile hike. Why that's dangerous in that temperature range is because you you will get out of the car at 115 and think, oh, it feels like it's 90 out, and oh, that's no problem. I can hike in 90. Well, the reason why it feels so comfortable compared to the actual temperature is because it's so dry that your body evaporation. Oh, mm-hmm. your body sweat is evaporating pretty much instantaneously off of you and that's cooling you down it's doing a good job of cooling you down but you're losing water a lot faster than you realize and it's a lot hotter than you realize mm.
0: hey i'm glad you're enjoying this episode so far please give us a like download or review on any platform that you're listening on this will help the podcast grow and it will help us reach our first goal of 100 downloads So
1: that's when people tend to get in trouble is in our shoulder seasons when it's mm-hmm. warm but not extremely over the
0: top hot yeah it's kind of like they don't, they don't realize it because it's happening it's just like hike when i took a few friends to hike in the in the snow and then they ex- experience like all that water loss mm-hmm. and that sweat loss mm-hmm. in in inside their you right. know being killed area so that's a really great point yeah totally look into that um okay with that let's switch gears just a little bit about you um how how did you when did you start to work to this park because I know park rangers and you know d- depending on their position they move and apply to different um parks I think it's every six months or so depending on their position and who they are um how did you ca- came to this park what did you love about it
1: oh you're asking a long question if I really start at the beginning so I'll try to give you the full story because it's pretty bizarre but give it to you as fast as I can. Okay. So uh, when I was a kid, I grew up in Miami, Florida, oh. and my family would go on vacations to nat- national parks and other natural areas, maybe every other year. And when I was about 10 years old, we went to Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky, yeah. and we went on this half day long paved trail through the inside of the cave with electric lights, park rangers leading the way. And they talked about how that cave was the longest in the world, it was 350 miles long. We walked past all these passages we couldn't go down because we were on a tour, we had to stay with the ranger. And I told my mom, I wanna grow up and be a cave explorer turns out there's no such profession. (laughs) You can't get paid to explore caves, but I didn't realize that. So then fast forward a few years and I saw an internship opportunity at another national park, one called Wind Cave National Park, which is in South Dakota. Not quite as as famous as Death Valley National Park, (laughs) but beautiful in its own right. You should visit all of them. I definitely will. Uh, So uh, Wind Cave, and I found out about this internship opportunity and I applied for it. And they said, well, you're only a freshman in college. There are other more qualified people. So I didn't get it. But then I had the summer had started for my college break and I was back home and I got a call from the park and they said, someone just canceled. Uh, training starts on Monday. Can you get to South Dakota by Monday? And I lived in Florida and it was Friday. Wow. <laughs> so I called my mom and she was extremely supportive. She says, okay, we'll get a, a ticket. We'll get you out there, we'll figure it out. And so I went out there for this internship which I had never interviewed for and never knew what it was, but I assumed it was exploring caves. I mean, what else would it be? It was in a national park with caves and that's what I wanted to do my entire um, growing up time and well it turns out it was really being a park ranger so my job was to be the type of park ranger that answers questions and helps people explore the park and so I was leading tours through the cave except I was painfully shy he, the two weeks of training, I was sick to my stomach. I was so scared. Oh, I'm going to have to talk to people and they're going to look at me and expect words to come out of my mouth. I can't do this.
0: You're an and introvert. I, I am an
1: introvert. I'm a true introvert. And I was shy as well. There's kind of a difference between introversion and shyness. Mm-hmm. I'm still an introvert. That's just a basic personality trait. But shy, eh, that that's kind um, of mostly gone away at this point. But, right, so I was almost tricked into my first position uh-huh. with the National Park Service because I was really excited about being in the park and thinking I would get to explore the cave, which, side note, I did, not as part of my internship, but I got to explore caves, got to go places that no one else had ever been. True exploration, which is amazing. And that's what led me into falling in love with the National Park Service. I was still in college, so I went back and forth between my summers in South Dakota and my um, Bachelor of Arts degree at Johns Hopkins University where people were like, so I did something important. I was a gopher for a congressman over the summer. What did you do? Well, oh, I was a park ranger in South Dakota. What? <laughs> you know? it, was, it was such an identity crisis when I was going back and forth between those two worlds.
0: Hey, I hope you're enjoying our show so far, and if you do, please consider joining our Patreon page at patreon.com days travel, where your contribution will help us with our research and put out more content, plus you'll be giving back to Mother Nature. It's a win for everyone. Enjoy the rest of the podcast, brought to you by my contributing Patreons.
1: but that got me into the park service and then like you said a lot of people only work for six months at a time mm-hmm. that's because a lot of parks are busy for just part of the year most parks it's the summer in death valley it's the winter but most parks is the summer so they hire a lot of temporary employees or seasonal employees so i did that for 10 years uh, whereas moving between parks wind okay. cave national park jewel cave national monument also in south dakota great basin national park in nevada sequoia national park in california Carlsbad Caverns National Park in New Mexico before I got my first permanent job, which was here in Death Valley. And all of those other parks, I worked in caves, which was my passion. I came here and my job was taking tours through a old house called Scotty's Castle. And that was a complete switch in the type of work I was doing. Uh, but that's how I ended up here, and I found that I've been here now almost 14 years. I love Death Valley. So I've sort of fell into it, but what I love about this place is the open spaces mm-hmm. and the feeling of exploration. So my main recreational pastime, what I like to do is canyoneering, which is real similar to caving, which is what I had done earlier, so only now I'm going down into these narrow canyons using ropes and climbing, but there's sky above me. So it's, It's pretty similar and still getting to explore and go places that other people hadn't been before and so it's it's a good continuity
0: okay you gotta share some of those secret spots with me later (laughs) but um um okay harness Uh, not yet not not here i have one at home but (laughs) i didn't know (laughs) I just wanna give Abby a big thank you for being on this episode. She will be on the next episode, so look out for that. If you wanna hear a certain park or outdoor adventure, please go to www.daisetravel.com, go to the podcast page, scroll all the way down and email me. And I also wanna give a shout out to all my Patreon contributors because this episode won't be possible without you guys. I'm Jason and I'll talk to you next time.